0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: She's from school. She's a flutist. She was in the orchestra for Cose Fantute last semester. No, you haven't met her. I don't know if you saw her when you came. Red hair? frizzy, Very tall? You'd like her. She's not Jewish. Eastern Orthodox? No, I don't think she's a Cossack. What are you saying? Ma! Stop. Uh... By Union Square. Of course I'll be careful on the trains home. Of course. I'm not twelve. I thought I was being nice by calling. I can hang up. No... No, I don't want to hang up. Yes, I like talking to you. I'm sorry I forgot to call until now. But I am calling now. Look, I just wanted you to know, and you can tell Aunt Sarah this as well, Ezra got in alright. Yes, he brought her. She's nice. Very smart. You'd like her. Yes, they had an easy drive. The snow only really started by the time they got here. He looks all right. Thinner than usual. And he has... Have you heard about the scar? Yeah, it's nasty. It scared me like hell. Makes you wonder how they... He seems shook up. They both do. (laughs) I'll make sure he eats, but I don't know if he wants my cooking. Yes, I do think you would like if you came by and made brisket next Shabbos. Of course she'll be there. I can't make her go away. I'm sure she'll like it. You're a dynamite cook. Uh, he says my upper range is coming along well, but I'm probably gonna end up a mezzo. No, it won't influence anything. I got another teaching gig. No, east side this time. I don't know if we know them. Kemovitz Ephraim Kemovitz Wife's name's Lucille? I didn't think so. Voice, not piano. Yeah, she's good. Pretty good. I told him to call Aunt Sarah. I don't know if you will. I'm not his keeper. Yes, I told him about his cousins. Have you heard more? Of course I'm worried. I'm very worried. Yes, I know about our cousins in Roma. Well, have you heard from them? God. (laughs) Please tell me if you know more. Please! I'll try to come down. Of course I'll be there for the Hanukkah party. We both will. Yes, it would be extremely rude to not invite her. He won't come if you don't. That's up to Aunt Sarah. Don't ask me. Yes, he still goes by his Goy name. Eddie. It's very weird. No, I call him Ezra, of course. I would do a thing like that. I like my name. I mean, I would probably get hired more. But I don't care. I don't. I can't get hired in Europe anyway, which is where most of the best opera jobs are. I'm probably just gonna teach. I like it just as much. Or compose. It's new. I'm just trying it out. I don't know if I'm any good. I like it, though. I like it a lot. Yes, it is harder for a woman. Ma, everything is. Of course Masha knows I'm a Jew. Everyone knows. No, there's no guys over. I don't know. We might see a movie. The new Hitchcock. I'll tell you if it's any good. Yes, I will try to call when I get home. I will not get home too late. Everything is decent. I'm not getting into trouble. I swear. It's all fine. Don't you trust me? All right. Bye, Ma. Bye. I love you. Yes, I love you. All right, goodbye. I'll ask about Shabbos. I love you. Bye, (sighs) Jesus Christ.
0: Act One, Scene Two. The Same apartment from
2: earlier, later that night. The flag over the former Austrian legation. Unofficially, many Italian sources say that Mussolini is pretty concerned about the shape of his events and more concerned about the shape of things to come. However, the Italian official position is hands you looking at off, despite the fact that German troops are at the Renner Pass. Taking it in, Adolf Hitler has had a triumphant. It's beautiful. Holiday, Unlike riding, anything I ever imagined. Right now, this <laughs> moment, <as the laughs> you're sappy. Mm, sure. Still a little drunk, the maybe. Off of what? Now in- was sappy. In- what are you listening to? Austria, News. In in to- so you're gonna make yourself sick. In- I know. You really can't ever stop what with it, happened, can you? It's everything. It's our in- job. It's different with you. You're addicted. I am not. Alright, so...
3: Can I turn it off
2: and... then? Sure. Through the street, up
3: a... <laughs> oh, I love this one. It's alright. I think it's brilliant. Always gets me moving. (laughs) Dance with
2: me. Eddie.
3: Come on, what's stopping you?
2: My dance card's all full up.
3: Won't you make an exception? You're stepping on my feet.
2: You aren't going so fast. Okay, okay. This is just like the Christmas party in 36. Uh,
3: Excuse me, (laughs) you said I danced well at the Christmas party. A
2: honeymoon phase, kid. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Hold on, let me try this.
2: Eddie!
3: Pretty smooth.
2: you know, no Errol Flynn, but it'll do.
3: Well, Errol wishes he had my moves.
2: Well, I certainly wouldn't go for a man in tights.
3: That's comforting to hear.
2: And I'm sure he couldn't give me half as good a time.
3: So it isn't terrible here, huh?
2: No. Quite livable.
3: Good. I don't like seeing you so unhappy.
2: It's fine. I was just feeling down.
3: You still look a little down. I'm happy. Before you knew I came in, staring out the window, you looked troubled. I'm fine. Are you all right? Of course.
2: Just, this must be a lot for you, being back here, everything Freda said, I don't know.
3: I mean, I'm alright. It's not a huge thing. It can be.
2: It was strange for me when you visited Newport for the 4th of July.
3: Well, your father made it sorta obvious that he didn't like me.
2: You don't know that.
3: Julia, I don't think he ever addressed me directly the whole weekend. He found an excuse to leave every room I walked into.
2: I'm so sorry about all that.
3: I don't mind. I mean... I expected it.
2: I really don't know what possessed them to treat you that way. Sometimes I almost wish they'd been like Freda, saying what's on her mind at all times. But their passive aggression, I'd, I'd never really seen it for what it was before that weekend.
3: Can I fry you up some bacon, Edward? Or do you not take any? Oh, God. Are we going
2: to hell for inventing a work emergency to leave early?
3: (laughs) I don't know. You are, maybe. Jews don't believe in hell. You don't? Not really.
2: Oh. Strange. I I guess I assumed everyone did.
3: Uh, I've always found it kind of hard to wrap my head around.
2: So... Are you as Jewish as Freda? I feel like I really don't know anything about this.
3: I mean, I suppose so. We were basically raised together. She so lived down in the hall from us. We went to shul together every week. Shul is church? Uh, yeah.
2: So you had, what do you call it, when you're 13?
3: Uh, bar Mitzvah, yes. But uh, I'm didn't. Girls don't have them. Right. Uh, any more questions, or are we through?
2: Do you really feel it all the time? Everywhere you go?
3: I don't know. Did you know, as soon as you met me?
2: No. I didn't really think about it. I wasn't, you know, shocked when you told me, but also, I I wouldn't have guessed. But also, you're the first Jew I ever really knew. Really? Didn't I tell you that?
3: Uh, no, I... I thought you went to college in New York
2: weren't really any Jews at Vassar. And we didn't go down to the city.
3: That's so hard to wrap my head around.
2: I mean, it's not like I didn't know what Jews were or whatever. And I mean, I would met them. I just never knew one well. Not as well as I know you. I don't know anyone as well as I know you.
3: <laughs> You're changing the subject.
2: What do you want me to do? Go back in time and meet more Jews?
3: No, I don't want you to do anything. It's just... It's just very strange to me. I guess I never think about how few people in this country, even know Jews at all.
2: It's how things like this happen. People just see Jews as an other. If they knew more, it wouldn't be such a problem.
3: Still, Jews live in Boston.
2: What do you mean by that?
3: I don't know. Just... Those guys. They were what? Working-class Boston guys? I mean, they probably know Jews. I don't know. It's strange. It is strange.
2: So, any more things I should know in case we get invited to your mother's anytime soon?
3: Not much. Eat everything she puts in front of you and pretend you enjoy it. Talk about how you're well-educated and just... Smile, when the whole conversation switches to Yiddish halfway through the meal. But we won't go to my mother's. Why not? Because it would be terrible.
2: Because she also hates me.
3: That's not true.
2: Yes, it is, and there's nothing I can do about it.
3: She'll come around.
2: I tried so hard in Boston. You'd think nursing her son at his bedside might give her the slightest inclination towards pity, but no...
3: That's not her style. I would convert. Does she know that? You would? Of course. You don't have to. I don't mind. It's hard.
2: How hard? I thought it's like sprinkling a little water.
3: Uh, no, it's different for us. Well, I don't care. How long have you been thinking about this?
2: I don't know. A lot more recently. It's such a huge part of you, and you've never let me into any of
3: it. It's not that big a part of me.
2: I know that everything about my life would change if I converted.
3: It wouldn't have to.
2: But it would. Because then those types of things would happen to me.
3: No, they wouldn't.
2: It's not just men they're rounding up over there. It's women and children, too.
3: I I wouldn't let anything bad happen to you. I promise.
2: It's so much bigger than us. It's not just man versus man. It's this huge, terrible web, and we're all caught in it.
3: You need to stop reading all those reports. It's not good for you. We're not working now. We're on holiday.
2: You got fired.
3: We're on holiday, Julie.
2: Well. You insist.
3: But we've been having such a nice evening.
2: Have we, kid?
3: Absolutely wonderful.
2: Mm. Maybe. Ezra.
3: What did you just say? Your name. That's not my name. Yes, it is. It's not.
2: A sweet name. Ezra Levinsky. It. It's a fine name. If we married, I'd be Mrs. Ezra Levinsky. It has a nice ring. Y-
3: you'd be Mrs. Edward Llewellyn.
2: Who's ever honestly called you Edward?
3: I don't understand why they don't.
2: Because it's a stupid name.
3: It is not. Edward Llewellyn? It's a good, firm, honest name.
2: It doesn't have the right rhythm. It sounds... I don't know, it sounds strange.
3: I chose it. It's mine.
2: It never really fit you, Eddie.
3: Don't call me that either.
2: Why not? Sounds like a
3: Jew name.
2: How is it a Jew name?
3: It just is. I don't know how to explain it.
2: You're not making any sense.
3: It's just... It, you can't understand.
2: Then explain it to me.
3: It's too hard.
2: That's completely unfair of you to say.
3: Look, it's not some fun secret I'm keeping from you, all right? It's this awful, festering thing that just lives in me and feeds off me and keeps trying to eat me alive. Do you want that? Do you want me to give it to you? No, but I just... But stop asking me about it, because you literally have no idea what you're talking about.
2: Do you think I'm stupid or something? Is that it?
3: No, it's not about being intelligent. Christ.
2: I'm not some sweet little girl. I know just as much about the world as you do. We've always talked things through with each other, and I don't know why you're suddenly starting with the absolutely infuriating, oh-you-wouldn't-understand thing that men always seem to do. I don't find it gallant. I really don't.
3: This isn't about gallant.
2: Then what's it about?
3: Forget it. Forget it. I'm I'm tired.
2: Are you serious?
3: I'm gonna go lie down or read or something.
2: No, I want to keep talking.
3: Well, I don't.
2: I'm scared, too. I see these rotting things in the world just like you do, and I I want to understand them because I feel like you always see them before me, and I'm suddenly blindsided and afraid and in deeper than I meant to get.
3: I'm very sorry I dragged you into this. That's
2: not what I meant.
3: I don't have time for this. I'm going to bed. Eddie. It's been too long a day.
2: I really need to talk to you about something. I need to tell you something.
3: What? (laughs) All right.
1: Hello? Oh. Hello. I didn't know if you were coming back. Sorry for catching you off guard. It's your house. True enough. I'm guessing that's his shirt. Nice night. I guess. Just a friend. Saw a film. Was it good? Yeah. The company was the best part.
2: I feel like I could have spent more time doing what you're doing now. Being a woman of the city. I mean, of course, I was independent for years, but I was always sort of following the rules. There's something brilliant about you? You just don't stop
1: for anyone. I'm not as rebellious as I seem. It all feels so... bohemian.
2: Sometimes I think I just missed the window for that, and I might have loved it.
1: I think you're pretty impressive, too. Oh, please. No, no, I'm serious. It can't have been easy at that paper. I've heard from Ezra that it was very... the old guard of Boston and all, and... That can't have been easy for either of you. I think you going out and doing it, being a journalist, I think that's very brilliant of you, and I think it takes a lot of chutzpah. Chutzpah means, like, balls.
2: I don't feel particularly
1: brave. It's just what I did. Well, I don't feel particularly independent. It was just what I did. I read your article, you know. The one you and Ezra wrote? The big one? Oh. Wow. It was very good. Seriously, it was very good. Oh. Thank you, I suppose. Some of your commentary, I thought it was one of the best parts of the article. You have this tone. I don't know, it's searing. It's lyrical. I usually get bored reading the papers, but not this. It pulls you in. It was me and Eddie. We're a team. But there were some parts... parts you wrote on your own. There was something there. You're a brilliant team, absolutely, undeniably. But you're also... you're just as good on your own. Well...
2: um... that's extremely kind of you.
1: I don't want us to be enemies.
2: I appreciate that. We have no reason to be enemies.
1: I'm sorry about earlier. It's all right. I understand. No,
2: but really. You have a reason to be irritated with me. I don't. I don't know how to talk about these things. I, I just sort of make a mess. Still, I was rude. There are worse things to be than rude. Do you mind if I ask you a question? I guess. You're
1: Jewish. Why
2: don't you support the war? Don't you want to see Hitler defeated?
1: End the suffering over there? That's not what war is about. I don't follow. War isn't about ending suffering. War is about men proving the sizes of their penises on a global stage. You're a journalist. You should know that.
2: So, were you meeting with a friend or... a
1: just a friend I didn't mean to presume I don't much I mean I do sometimes but it's just it's hard of course of course Masha I mean she is one but we're it's just a friendship how do you know her school she plays the flute you're a singer right
2: opera Mm -hmm. Eddie says you're amazing
1: He doesn't know what he's talking
2: about. He said you'd always sing the prayers up the octave as a kid. Oh, God.
1: Were your parents very nervous about you pursuing music? Why, because it's not the most stable career? Oh, Not really, honestly. It's classical music, so it has a certain clout to it. And it was clear I was good enough at it to at least consider it as a real option. And besides... They ultimately don't think I'll have to support myself, since they're still holding out hope I'll meet a man who'll take care of me. You know, a woman doesn't really need a career. And I have enough brothers and cousins to look after me if that doesn't work out. I can always be the little old maid in the attic when my parents are gone. My parents were not thrilled about journalism.
2: I mean, getting the degree didn't matter. You can get a degree in anything. I mean, I know girls who have just the most useless pieces of paper, but that's not relevant. The point is that it only became an issue once it was clear that I was pursuing it. That I wanted to move to the city and live by myself, to work in a place just surrounded by men and be completely unchaperoned the ridiculously old-fashioned It was a huge fight to do it, but eventually they relented because I I guess they just thought it would just be a phase and I'd find a man sooner or later. It was a nice bragging point, but then the years started dragging on and I was the only girl in my graduating class who was still unmarried. And I was supposed to be sad about that, but I wasn't. I'm, I'm still not, and I'd be fine being an old maid, in theory. I mean, I didn't live like one, you understand? But I was finally starting to be able to be a person. I was still writing those stupid women's columns, but at least I was providing for myself. I was having my name in print. And then, just as I was becoming alright with that and they're giving up on me, I met Eddie. And I didn't want it to become anything at first. It just seems like a little fun. But he's just that type of person who tells you to see everything ten times bigger than whatever it is you're picturing. It's like he came and he told me, you can't just be a journalist, you have to be one of the best. We can't just fool around, we have to fall madly in love. We can't just write an article about fascists. It has to be the the most comprehensive to date, and it has to lead to what feels like every aspect of our lives falling apart. When I moved in with him, my parents nearly stopped speaking to me. Of course they knew what he was, I was stupid to pretend they didn't. And that was just more of me playing some sweet New England girl... They didn't even call after the attack. My mother showed up at the hospital less than a week after and told me no one would blame me if I left him, that I could come back with her right then. And I just stood there stupidly and acted like I didn't know what she meant and told her she was being silly. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I don't know what I'm trying to be.
1: If it makes you feel any better, I think you at least seem like you know what you're doing. Yes. I'm
2: very good at seeming like a lot of things. I don't know how anyone knows how to do anything anymore, though. Every decision I make feels like the wrong one.
1: Are you all right?
2: You're a modern woman, right, Freda?
1: Yes. A modern New York woman? As much as one can be, I guess.
2: Have you ever had a friend who... Who what? A friend who got in trouble? Yes. Close friend? A few. Really?
1: Girls mess up all the time. So you know someone? A doctor? I could find one. safe one? Yes. I think so. If you could pay. I could figure it out. And it's... Of course it's his. Does he know? No. I keep trying to tell him, but I can't find the words. Oh, God.
2: I know. He'd marry me.
1: Do you not want to?
2: My whole life would change. My whole life would end. I don't think he would want me to be, you know, home with the baby, but it's just what would happen. I've seen it. So you want to get rid of it? I don't know. I love him. I want to marry him, have his children, I, I want to have both.
1: Well, someone has to try. It's more than that, though.
2: I've been about this since before the attack. And I was already... Well, obviously I was conflicted, but then I saw him and it was just that whole nightmare led to this constant, awful chain of thoughts. These men attacked Eddie because he's Jewish. So they hate him. And and I have this child in me, this child that carries Eddie's blood. And so these men, they hate this child too. They'd want to kill this child the same way they wanted to kill him. And just how can I bring a child into a world like that? How can I look him or her in the eye each day and know that any day that could happen? That this could happen from people like me. I, I, I mean, wouldn't that just be cruel? I know you think I'm being alarmist. I know you think this is just me finally realizing that these types of things happen. And you're right, of course, you're right. But but this is so big. Bigger than we ever thought when we wrote the article. It's absolutely everywhere, and it's... Something terrible is happening in Germany, isn't it? And we're just watching it happen. We're just sitting
1: here and watching it happen. I don't think you're being alarmist. No? No. I think everyone else is just... I don't know. Half asleep. It's like when you're a child at night in bed and something is casting a shadow on the wall. You try not to look at it, to just shove your head into your pillow and go to sleep. Your siblings seem capable of ignoring, it. your parents say it's nothing, but it's always there in the corner of your eye. This indeterminable thing just waiting for you. Of course, the shadow is only a shadow, and it can't do a thing, and everyone is right in telling you to ignore it. But this, this is real. That's what's most terrifying about it. It's like being a kid again, only your parents can't protect you.
2: I keep having this nightmare. Those types when you're running from someone or to something and you can't make your legs move fast enough. And when you try to scream, nothing comes out. I know the type. That's what it felt like finding him there. Like I couldn't move fast enough or scream loud enough, and sometimes in the dream, It's like I'm back there, and they grab me, and I can't get to the phone, I can't call for help, and I'm pulled back into it. He's dying, and I can't do a thing. He doesn't want to talk about it. He has nightmares, too, but he just wants us to push it aside, all of it. He thinks I'm irrational and out of control, and just refuses to listen to me sometimes. I get so angry at him, and, and then I just get sad and frightened, because I know. I know he feels this, too.
1: And he's just refusing to talk about it. He didn't used to be like that. When he was a kid, he'd say whatever was on his mind, no matter how uncomfortable. Why did it change? I don't know. He grew up. I think he thinks it makes him more American. Such an idiot. Yeah, I guess he is. I can find a doctor. I can get you the number probably pretty soon, if that's what you want. I don't know.
2: Sometimes it's all I want. But other times... I just think it would be selfish
1: of me to have it. Well, it's here if you want it. I'll do whatever you need. Thank you. Of course. I'm going to bed now. I've had a long night. We'll see you in the morning. All right? Bye.
3: You realized you're probably cold in here, in just that shirt. Do
2: you want me to sleep out here?
3: No. Uh, of course you can come back to bed, but in case, <laughs> in case you don't want to see me right now, I brought a blanket, I could also sleep out here if you're cold and want the bed.
2: No. It's fine. Thank you for the blanket.
3: Here, let me. You just look cold.
2: Did you get any reading done?
3: No. I got into my pajamas, I took up my book, and reread the same page over and over. You?
2: I talked with Freda. She got back in.
3: I thought I heard that.
2: Yeah.
3: Is she still giving you a hard time?
2: No. I think we've made up.
3: Oh, that's good. And us? Can we make up? I don't know. Are you still mad? Uh, I don't know. Are you? A little. Really?
2: Yes. Because I think you're reckless, and because I think you refuse to hear what I'm saying.
3: That isn't true, I just... I can't explain those types of things to you. I don't know how to put you in my shoes.
2: I know, and I'm sorry for asking that. But it's more than that. Sometimes you look at me like you think I'm hysterical, and I'm not. I
3: I don't think you're hysterical. I just think you sometimes let your mind run too wild.
2: Eddie, that means the same thing.
3: (laughs) No, I... I don't know. It's not intentional. I don't think you're out of control or anything. I just... I just think you use up so much energy worrying.
2: And I don't think you worry enough. There's real things in the world to worry about. I know that. I don't know if you do. You just pretend like you're invincible and you're not.
3: I don't think I'm invincible. If
2: you don't think you're invincible, then how are you not worrying all the time?
3: What's there to worry about?
2: The whole world!
3: What do you mean?
2: Those men, Germany, these people, these awful, awful people, all the time, who want to hurt you? How can you even breathe? Please, don't touch me.
3: Drop your blanket. I can get it. Julia, that world, it's existed my whole life. Of course I worry, of course I feel it. It's with me everywhere I go. I mean, it's always been there. Always? Always. That's what I don't know how to make you understand. What's going on in Europe, it terrifies me. Of course it does, but it's not. I mean, the fear of it lives in me every day. You learn to live with it. It's something my family came here to get away from. It's always shifting. It doesn't have the same name or the same face, but it's always there.
2: I don't know how to fathom it. I know. But don't you think... Don't you think it's somehow closer now? I mean, don't you think something is about to happen? Something really horrible or something's already begun? And it was here. Those men, they're here. They were able to hurt you right outside our house. But now we're in New York. There are men like that in New York, too. You're right, they're everywhere and they've always been here. It's like another language. I'm never going to understand it, am I? I don't know. When did you first learn about it?
3: About what? That
2: the world is like this.
3: I can't remember it. It's just something you always know.
2: Mm. Makes me want to set the world on fire sometimes. It just seems so unfair. I know. Why did we have to be born at a time like this?
3: This isn't the first time like this. And and what's happening isn't unstoppable.
2: I don't know. It's just so much bigger than us.
3: I lied before.
2: About what?
3: Nightmares. I know I have them. I remember that night when I woke you up. I, I remember all of them. I-, I didn't want to tell you because I was ashamed. They're not real. It's not rational to let them get to me. What do you dream? That back there w- with them. But this time you don't come. Uh, I'll try to be more careful. If that will make you feel better.
2: Why did you fall in love with me?
3: What? I don't know how to answer that.
2: How do you not know how to answer that?
3: Because it's not a question with an answer. What do you want me to say? Anything will be superficial. I can't reduce it to a series of traits. It's you. It's everything about you. It's it's that I feel most at home when I'm with you. It's not that
2: it made sense at the time? That if it's the story you were telling?
3: No. What does that even mean?
2: No. It's not because with me you feel American?
3: I am American.
2: You know what I'm saying.
3: No, no it isn't. I, I promise, because then... Well, what I'd be feeling for you, it'd be what... Well, Uh, At least partway, it would be pretending, wouldn't it? And what I feel about you, that can't be pretend. It's overwhelming. It's inconvenient. I I couldn't make it go away, and I can't even begin to understand it. I I don't know what I'd do without it anymore. And you?
2: The same. I need to tell you something. I'm listening? I'm going to have a baby. Oh. I don't know what I'm going to do about it.
3: What you're going to do about
2: it? I'm trying to maybe find a doctor. Oh. But I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know what I want at all. Julia. I don't know what to do and I didn't even know if I should tell you. But it's just been burning inside of me for so long, and I needed to tell you because it seemed unfair for you to not know. No matter what I do.
3: Uh, how, how long have you known?
2: Since a week before the incident. But I wasn't sure till after. I saw someone while you were asleep.
3: Oh, Christ. Well, I, I'll marry you. I know. Well, then why... Because
2: this is so much bigger than that. Because this means our entire world is about to shift.
3: Won't that be good? I couldn't work. Who says that?
2: Oh, come on, Eddie.
3: Well, do you never want to get married? Do you never want to have children?
2: Is this really the right time?
3: Well, I, I don't understand. We love each other.
2: That's not enough. I don't know how I can hold a child in my arms and know the world wants to kill it.
3: You can't let them win.
2: This isn't letting them win.
3: Yes, it is. This is what they want.
2: It would be selfish.
3: You don't know what the world will look like tomorrow. Neither do you. I know that this has been happening for hundreds of years. I know it will keep happening. I know my parents brought me into a world like this, and so did theirs to them. But they understood it.
2: They were Jews. I don't know how to make sense of it. I'm part of the enemy.
3: You are not. Your parents hate me? <laughs> they'll get over it.
2: You don't know that.
3: Yes, I do. You walk into their house with a Jewish baby in your arms, and they'll look you. But... They will. And I'll love you. I I do love you. I love you too. (laughs) Think of us with a baby. Isn't that a little exciting? I've wanted to be a father since I was a kid, and they let me hold my cousin Lev. I think it'd be sort of perfect, don't you? Yes. (laughs) Then marry me. I can't promise you everything will be alright, but... I also can't think of a thing that could make me happier to do. We'll, we'll figure everything else out after.
2: You don't even have a ring.
3: <laughs> this was a bit on the fly.
2: Typical, okay.
3: I'll pick you up one tomorrow. Mm. Make it nice. So is that a yes? We're in the middle of something.
1: I don't care. Turn on the radio. What's happening? My mother called. We need to turn on the radio right now.
3: Later. No!
0: Riots breaking out in Berlin, Munich, Nuremberg, and countless other cities throughout Germany and the recently annexed Austria. As retaliation for the recent assassination of German Ambassador Ernst von Ruff. Germans have taken to the streets with attacks on Jewish businesses and houses of worship and what is being called an orgy of violence. Shop windows and other private property are being destroyed, and violent attacks are taking place, though so far no death toll has been confirmed. The police seem to be standing by, and reports have been coming in that Jewish men are being arrested en masse in Berlin and Munich.
3: How long has this been going on?
1: Since earlier in the night, reports are just reaching the American press.
3: Christ. Have we heard anything yet from people over there?
1: Heard what? A telegram? At this hour? I doubt we'll hear a thing until tomorrow, if at all.
3: My aunt lives in Munich. Her whole family is there. I know, and we haven't heard a thing
1: about Eisenach, bed, and I know we both a have a cousin there.
3: A oh, God. We should
1: call the Globe, so see, see if they know more. But I'm sure someone there will be willing to talk to
3: us.
0: Into custody, a half dozen women. Eddie? The windows of the well-known banking house of H. Offhouser were stoned. Martin Offhouser, the senior partner, was arrested. Another partner, Emil Kramer and his wife, killed themselves at their home today. Reports from other towns. Eberswald, roof and interior of the synagogue in the Bismarckstrasse, opposite ancient city walls destroyed by fire. Constance on the Bodensee, the synagogue was destroyed. Cologne, Jewish own shops were attacked and the old synagogue At the end of the world was written and directed by Zoe Sinisi Grossberg. It was sound designed and edited by Remy Gajewski and stage managed by Isabel Flunce. Starring Sophie Falvey, Katie Friedemann, and Justin Palofsky. I'm your host, Jack Brem.